Good evening and welcome to the Dirty Secrets of Small Business. My name is Jack Mancini and I'm here with my long-term business coach partner, Adam Sunhalter. You know what we do on these Wednesday nights at 7 p.m.? We basically take a chronicle or form a chronicle or what is a chronicle, Adam? You can check that one out. But we, we take the, the coaching clients that we deal with for the last two days and the subjects that we're talking about with them, we talk about on the radio. And we sort of explore them and we have a good time with them. And it's real life, real kind of problems that small business owners encounter. And we help those small business owners get unstuck from a state of how, don't we, Adam? Yes, we do. And our topic tonight is going to be how do I, how do I buy a company when I have no money? Hmm. And if you've looked at buying a company, whether you currently own one or not, or if you're looking to get into a company, you've thought about it and want to be part of the show, as you guys know, you're always welcome to be part of the show. You can get us here live in the studio every Wednesday at 440-946-9468. If you're nice to Sean, he may put you on the air. If not so much, he may hang up on you, but that's okay. It's we'd all right. Have, we'd He's love to hear your story. authority to do that. So what happens is that there's a lot of misconceptions out there when it comes to, to, to going to buy a company and where people will often get in their own way and they'll and they'll use the money as an excuse. And so if you if you just take a look around and you quickly quickly search for you know for how to go buy a company, and I we, we did this as part of just the, the show prep, it can give you a sense for why it can be so depressing. And I found an I found an article on entrepreneur.com, Jack, and I'll put a I'll put a link in our in our show notes here. But it talks about you know things to consider when going to buy a company, and you kind of read through this stuff, and it, you know it can almost make you depressed and not want to go do it. You know, I mean. It talks about you know the idea of which we agree, which it may be less risky to buy versus starting a company. I would I, I would agree with that in, in terms of and he mentions you know you've got the history, you've got an actual profit and loss statement to look at. You have you, you have customers that are there. You, you have a history difference. of what's going on, right? Versus yeah. just kind of projections, right? Now, but he says it would you know it uh, it could be much more expensive in upfront costs with buying versus starting a company. Who is saying this? Well, this guy who wrote the article, a guy named is Jared Hecht. Jared he wrote Hecht. he wrote an article on uh, entrepreneur.com. I'll, like I said, I'll I'll put a I'll put a note okay. for for our notes here, but you know, it kind of goes through some of the things in terms of what's kind of going on. It's it's well-intentioned advice, but it's often where things go wrong. I, you, know, you you were just mentioning this earlier today, Jack. There's one of the guys we were talking to, as Jack said, there's certain themes that come up during the course of our week with talking to clients or even potential clients. And so we we're having a discussion actually earlier today. And you're and you're you're giving them guidance in terms of what people usually will say to them, right? Which is, hey, put together a nice little one pager in terms of what you're looking for. And that's what this guy's first point is, Jack. Decide what you're looking for. Hmm. So 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 why is that so bad, Jack? It's terrible. It's terrible when you're. Well, oh wait, I, I should qualify that. It's if you want to get into a business, a small business, you can get into it. You can get into it in the next three months. That's how confident I am. Now, when Adam says you get in your own way, you get in your own way for that very first piece of advice that you're reading there, Adam. To put a put a, a one-page document together listing what you want. Nothing could be further than the truth unless you got a big, big bag of money, you know, numbering into the six to seven figures that you can spend to go get what you want in that sense. 
But if we're talking about getting or buying a company with little or no money, or with a little bit, a tiny bit of money, then that's not how you start. That's well, not how you start at all. Well, even if you have, even if you have a big bag of cash, and it's funny, you know, Jack and I will always joke that one of his go-to lines, if uh, we've ever been at a restaurant with you, you've probably heard him say this, and when people come back and ask anything, you know, can I, can I get you anything? And one of your go-to lines has always been, you know, a big bag of $100 bills, right? And you saw that article about it, right? Lo and behold, that's so, right. So, yeah, was, was that somebody, I think it was a, a lady in Florida, was it a... Somebody a non-profit or teacher anyway. So, so she the, was an embezzler. Embezzler, all right. Transferring, so, receiving payments of, of $100 bills in a Dunkin' Donuts bag. <laughs> right. So we all got to find those bags. But so That's if, right. That's who we're looking so, for, $8,000 bills. So even if you have one of those bags of cash sitting there, Jack, right? Even so, chances are you have no idea what you're looking for. That's right. Okay. So whether again, whether you're going to try to buy a company as we talk about trying to buy it right, or if you don't have money, or even if you do have money, chances are, unless you've been investigating and looking for a company for a little while, you have no idea what you're looking for. You really don't. That's correct. And so that's they why it's, they don't understand the world of small businesses and the opportunities and how they're often disguised. It's 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 not a simple task of. It's a simple advice given, but it's. It's not a simple task to have a meaningful one-pager about what you would like to buy. You're going to have, you know, a beautiful office with a very enticing uh, greeter, whoever that may be, male or female. You're going to have, a, you know, just a, a wonderful place that you'd love to have. <laughs> and you're never going to find it. Or if you do, it's going to cost you a ton of money that you don't have. So... Why start out that way? It's a loser's. It's a loser's game in well, doing it that way. Well, one of the things that that, that that we love about small business, Jack, is, and again, we've been uh, together for 15 years for, from a coaching standpoint. But you know, we we both been involved with small business even longer than that. Is I know we're both constantly fascinated by <clears throat> what companies do. You know, when you, when you have a company that's doing a half a million or a million or two million or five million in business, it's amazing all these little niches that exist and and. and yeah, it's, it may not be daily anymore for us, Jack, but it's certainly week to week. And there's always we always discover these cool new companies in terms of, hey, you know, I, I never really thought about, it, but yeah, I guess somebody does do that, whatever that might be. Uh, for those of you who are fans of uh, of Cocktail the movie, Tom Tom Cruise, he talks about this when he's down with uh, his girlfriend. He mentions the Flugel Binder. So the Flugel Binder. Remember oh, that yeah. discussion, right? Yeah, absolutely. That was the guy who makes the uh, the the little <laughs> ends on the on the shoestrings, right? I call it the Flugel Binder. Helps keep the shoestrings from kind of coming undone. And so he he has that fascination, much like we do. And, and there are a lot of these little companies that exist. You don't really think about as you go about your day. Chances are you're coming into contact with hundreds of different companies without even knowing about it. In terms of things that you're doing, from just you know, whether it be driving your vehicle or riding the bus when you go to work, when you go to a restaurant, there's things that are going on that you're you're coming into contact with hundreds of different companies, and so when, when we say that you really have no idea what you're looking for, you don't. It's kind of like when you when you try to choose a major in college, you may have a, a sense of what you're thinking about, but how many kids when they go off to school at, at 17 or 18 years old, when they graduate, whether it be four or five, six years later? That it's the same thing that they went in for. It, 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 it's it's rare. It's certainly not not the majority. So it, you don't often know until you start to kind of investigate. So what happens with those students is a similar thing. We we help guide people on. We talk about going to buy a company, which is go out and start to look at companies. Right. Engage. Engage the process. Engage the market. 
or the industry, whatever you want to call it, that that gathering of small businesses that may or may not be advertised for sale. But you start out with looking for opportunities. And it doesn't mean an opportunity, oh, this is just right. You go in and you go you go into the online online classifieds and you find five companies wherever they're listed. And basically you you take numbers one to five, and I don't care what those are. It could be a bar, which often is the case, or a pizza shop, or maybe a little machine shop. Probably companies that you don't know anything about or very little about. And you call those up and you go visit them. Yeah, I'm interested in buying your company. And that's how you start the process. And you will find almost guaranteed an opportunity if you continue to do that for months on a time. In a matter of three, four months, and if you know how to make offers and if you know how to look at financial numbers, you basically can have a company in your pocket for little or no money. Okay, so let me hold on. Let me, let me pause you there, Jack, because again, you've given them a lot so far. So again, so we're saying don't bother sitting down and racking your brain to try to put together some little one-pager that's going to be very meaningless, okay? Go find places that have companies that are, that, that are listed for sale. So Jack's given an example. Of, you know, if you can look in your in your local paper, either the physical paper or, or the online paper, they have either a classified section or a business opportunity section that has listings of companies that are for sale. You can go online to places like bizbysell.com. Again, if you if you search, you know, on the web for companies that are for sale, that that, that, that you know, in your city, you'll get you'll get a listing of it. And to Jack's point, your point, Jack, don't overthink it. So if, if you get a Let's listing, you, here are the first five. Go see them. Call them. Like, start, to, start to do let it. Let me at him. I didn't see anything there that I liked. So that's the second <laughs> reason. Thinking. First of all, I don't quit, have enough money. Quit thinking and just start to do stuff. Go I, engage. I want to get my own company. I'd rather make a list uh, of a company that I'm looking for that I'll never get rather than go out and I'm going to whine. I don't have any <laughs> money to buy a company. I don't have much money. So I shouldn't be like, oh, I don't. I looked at five things. You told me to do that, and I can't find anything. I, it doesn't look right. I don't want to buy these companies. That's two reasons why you're sitting on your catister and not getting anything so far. Well, most people haven't even done that far, part that's of it, right. right? That's right. Can't even, that's right. Uh, you know, out, of, out of every 10 people we talked to, and again, we, we were talking to, to a fellow earlier today who has talked about this, and you know, it, maybe this is you, okay? Mid-50s, typically, you know, he, he's had a job basically his entire career, has done some moonlighting in terms of stuff. But in his mind, he's always had an idea or a desire in his mind to be an entrepreneur, to have his own thing, to own a company. And he keeps talking to himself about waiting for this little nest egg. You know, build up a little bit of savings account and have things kind of aside here. So I have some money that I can go put into it. But he has some kids, and the kids are in their kind of late teenage years and kind of getting ready to, 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 to leave high school and leave the nest and go off to college. And all of a sudden, feeling a burden with that. I've got kids going to college, or I have kids in college, or I've got kids in private high schools, and I've I've got bills to pay, right? More and more so, reasons for not right. doing. So right? all of a sudden I go from being in my early to mid-50s, also now I'm in my early to mid-60s, and you know, did, did the window pass me by, and now many of my friends are, you know, cover your ears, Jack, many of my friends are retiring. Oh, my God. Right, they're, 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 they're doing that thing, and you're feeling, holy cow, you know, what's wrong with me? You know, did, did my chance kind of pass me by? And the answer is yes, because you're sitting around waiting for this silly little nest egg to go versus going out and placing a phone call to that bar that's for sale and go talk to the owner. What whining, do you say? Whining, 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 and 
taking his one pager and circulating it to his network or LinkedIn or wherever you're going to send it to, where nobody <laughs> nobody knows anyone who's doing that to help you along. You get zero contact. So there's something else to whine about. <laughs> uh, I put it out there. Nobody nobody has anything, Adam. Okay, so they're, they're listing. So so stop with the whining. And go find some listing. That's the first step is to go find somebody to call and engage. Because if you if you actually place a phone call and go to visit some of these companies that are for sale, you are in the top 10% of the people looking for companies right there. The other 90% have never even done that thing. They've they, they put together the, their nice one-pager. They've probably printed out a nice thick paper so it's like a, you know, like a resume of all the beautiful things. It looks wonderful. But they have yet to call anybody who actually has a company for sale, to engage that person, to get the feeling, get that chemistry, that biochemistry in your belly of, of, of walking right. into a place and saying, I have no friggin' clue what I'm doing here. I have no idea what to ask you, Jack. Here you are looking to put your company for sale. I don't know what to ask you. You don't know what to tell me. Boy, this is, this is awkward. You know, right? let me what tell you what might happen when you go wandering into places that aren't on a list, but they're listed, well, they're on a list in the newspaper or online. What happens is you might you might end up having to get that company for nothing. And, and we'll, that's where we're going to talk about when we get back. You got it. Where the heck we're at. We're heading to break. We're talking more about how to buy a company while having no money, what to do about that. Stay tuned for more about that. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we'll see you when we come out of the break. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. All right, we're back here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business, and we're sharing with you how to go about buying a company when you don't have any money and how to do that. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we are MVP, and we are people, coaches, who can help you get unstuck from a state of how. And one of the things we're doing right now is talking about our daily coaching encounter with different people, and it came up uh, came up inordinate, help me, Adam. Inordinate. Thank you. Amount of time that, or amount of times that basically talked about buying a company or not being able to buy a company more clearly when I have no money. And you, and you went to break. You mentioned about if you if you aren't careful, you might just get it for nothing, right? Is what you said. That's right. All People right. will look so so <laughs> shocked when when we say that to them. And we'll say that to them because basically we'll, we'll refer to looking at businesses and calling them up, extracting them from the online classified or the uh, actual newspaper classified business opportunity section. When you go in and, and look at those, we refer to them as turning over rocks. And let's say on any given day, depending on the city, a bigger city is going to have obviously more opportunities. But let's say you got just for sake of discussion here, just five of them listed. And it might start with a bar, might start with a pizza shop, might start with a little machine shop. Little things that aren't on your one-page list, probably, in most cases. But we're saying that's what you do. You go contact, call the number, contact however you have to contact this, this opportunity because that's what it is, and you engage. And you know what happens if you were to get to 100 of those? 
Certainly 200, but that's a lot. Sounds like a lot. But we're talking about getting a business with little or no money of your own put into it. All of a sudden, you're looking at bars, you're looking at pizza shops, you're looking at whatever's there, and you're complaining the whole time. But what you're doing is learning how to engage in acquiring a small business. And all of a sudden, what happens on rock turning over number 72, all of a sudden you find somebody who's an owner of, we'll just say a pizza shop. And you've looked previously at six or seven pizza shops. And you've seen financials, you've seen information, and you've, you've become almost a semi-expert at it. And this guy just had some bad news, that he's got a terminal illness. And all of a sudden, he's got to get out of this business. It has no future for him because he doesn't have much of a future at this point. He has no family to give it to. He has no friends who want it because they don't know how to buy a company. And all of a sudden, your knowledge says, hey, I could run this pizza shop. But boy, I don't have, uh, I, I don't certainly have the money to do it. And you talk to him about that. And all of a sudden, you cut a deal where he said, look, I'm not going to be around. I don't need the money, or maybe he does, but in a way that you could arrange a purchase of this company with little or no money. And don't tell me it can't happen because it can happen. Well, I've done it. Well, let me give him a real world example, Jack, with the client. Fire where, away. So as you're talking, people are like, ah, that sounds great in theory, but it's a bunch of hooey. Okay, so we had a client several years ago where um, the, the, the partners decided to split and the one partner you know bought the other partner out. The partner who left, we helped go look for, for buying a company. Now, he didn't have to turn over 100 rocks, but it was several dozen rocks to kind of look over some stuff. And had a, had a broad idea of kind of what he was looking for, but really didn't know. And wouldn't you know it, after about a year of searching, he discovered a dental staffing company. Oh, yeah. Now, no way on day one was that he imagining. That wasn't on his one-pager, was no, it? No, it wouldn't have been on his one-pager. No, <laughs> had no idea, right? And he, in fact, his buddies were busting his butt about it. So what the heck do you know about, about dentistry? He said, well, you know, aside from you know, being dutifully going every six months for the last you know 40-plus years, I don't know anything about it. But, hey, there's an existing company that's here. And, and what tr triggered my thought here, Jack, you mentioned the, the idea of something had to change. Okay, you know, in this case, the, the the current owner of the company had a spouse who had passed away, and after a year after the the spouse had passed away, as I, as I'm sure many of you can relate to, whether you've had a spouse pass away or somebody very close to you pass away, that first year afterwards it can be kind of a it can kind of be of a lost year where you're kind of in a daze or or confusion, and after you kind of wake up from that, you wonder what the heck am I doing here, and that's what happened with with this owner. And the, the owner was financially set. You know, fortunately, the, the, her and the spouse had, had planned well and had a, a life insurance policy. That, so, so she was covered financially. But what she wanted to do was, hey, you know, instead of doing this day-to-day -day stuff and answering calls in the middle of the night and trying to move things around, what am I doing? You know, so she wanted out. She wanted out. And so basically, she gave the company to her client. So what did that look like, Jack? It wasn't sure, you know, take and go away. The, the 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 deal was structured over I believe it was a three year time frame. Three years, right? To have a monthly payment that basically came out of the profits of the company to pay off the prior owner. So the 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 profits of the company helped to fund the buyout of the company. So say when we that say again, Adam, because most people out there, oh, not most, but many people don't understand what you just said. So she tossed the keys to our client. Our client started running the company. It was an existing company that was making money. And he didn't have to give her any money right, right. Then to get those keys. And every month, he would send her a check, an agreed, amount, uh, agreed upon amount of money each month. And that money was coming out of the company, out of the profits of the company. So, so he started running the company, 
And he made profits in that company, starting with the first month, and that's how he right. started to pay for it. So, so, he, so, so why he didn't did the put owner, any money of his own into that? Did he? He may have put a touch in. It may, may have been a few grand, but it was a very small amount. So it's basically basically nothing into it. And so, 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 so why would she do this? Why would an owner in their right mind do this? Because she wanted out. She was, you know, she she woke up the one day and said, "Look, I'm done. I'm done with you know, with with dealing with all the stuff." And for those of you own companies, know what it's like. Sometimes it, it, it can get too much. She was done. And so when you're, when you're done, you have a couple of choices. One is you can just literally close up shop and just stop everything. Or you turn it over to somebody else who can run it, and you step away, and, hey, they're sending you a check for not doing anything. Oh, wait, I want to come back to the list. Did, did he make up a list of people who were done on, on uh, running their company and, and he could get it for nothing? Was, I, I don't remember him no. making up that list. He was, you know, the only list he had was people he wanted to go talk to to let him know that he was looking for companies, so he made aware. But he, he found this in terms of things that were, that were listed for sale, things that were out there that, that, that were listed for sale, and he was engaging, talking to it. Now, the, the, the key that you mentioned before, Jack, about going out and engaging people and, and seeing what it's like, this wasn't the first person he talked to. He talked to numerous owners. He'd made offers to, to, to other owners over the course of that year period. So when this came up, he was ready to, to act very quickly. He was very confident and knowledgeable. Right. right. And even though he didn't understand staffing, but he didn't have to. And we could tell you how to do that, too. But that's... So he was ready. He was, you know, and so it, so it just reinforces our key. And he was good. And he was very coachable from our standpoint because he went out and he started to engage right away. And we talked to him. and said, look, don't put together one pager. Let's go start to look at stuff. Go see him. Go, go get you know, go get, get things happening, and start looking. That's how it starts. To, it starts to happen. So it, it, it may appear that way. I was having lunch recently with the with. The, Wait, with, I want to stress that too, okay. Adam. That turning over rocks, looking at opportunities, quit whining, quit making excuses for not doing, and go out there. The first one is awkward because you don't know what you're asking for many times. And the second and third. But as you keep going, you become knowledgeable, and that knowledge gives you confidence. And all of a sudden, you recognize a deal when, when one is presented to you. You learn how to make offers in your favor and, and still make them fair. But all of a sudden, you hit circumstances that, that create a gusher for you. You know, it's, it's somebody has an issue. Somebody has a personal issue, and for whatever reason, they're willing to deal on their company. We're talking small companies, small businesses, and it's very, very doable. And if you have any talent at all, and that's also key, if you have no talent, uh, it gets pretty tough for, for a lot of reasons. <laughs> Where if you have talent, you can take over a company that you don't have good product knowledge about because there's always people in the company, including the owner, who can help in a transition. But you've got to be pretty decent yourself. You can't be some kind of slocky, I'm going to use that term again. You can't be some, some kind of slocky guy or woman who, who uh, thinks of themselves totally false about what they can do. You've got to have some experience in managing an organization of sorts. Well, I was having lunch recently with a friend, Jack, and, and he, he said, look, let me, let me buy you lunch. I want to kind of pick your brain on something, or maybe you can help me kind of think through something. And he had a, an opportunity, you know, probably three, four, five years ago where somebody came to him and said, hey, I'm looking to sell this business. Would you have an interest in doing it? And he started to look at it a little bit, but he, he came back to the whole nest egg problem, right? They don't have money that's kind of there, ready to be able to kind of do this deal. And so a few years go by, and all of a sudden this person calls again. Hey, I knew you weren't ready then, but... 
we're we're ready now. This company now has been on the market for several years. They've been trying to sell it to the point where, literally, on the company's website it says, "Hey, the company's for sale." I mean, the the, the, the owners are trying to get out of it. Um, you know, they're trying to relocate to a to a different state. There's some, been some health issues kind of going on. Again, there's all this this stuff kind of happening to where the idea of 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 coming back and and and, and getting the business kind of going again, you know, because it, it, it's a seasonal business, is just so daunting to them, and they they don't want to be there. And so as they start to kind of progress, and they're wondering, can we even sell this thing? And you know, the, the the choice you're faced with it as an owner here, here you started a company 15, 20, 30 years ago. And if you can't sell the darn thing, what else do you do? I mean, do you, do you close up shop if you have a if you have a, a manufacturing facility with some equipment, or you have a retail store with a bunch of product, and you have a sidewalk sale, a going out of business sale? You see these things around. I guess you could do that. Um, is that really what you want to do? And so, also, this is now to that kind of to that point. And so he came to me, was talking about. It. I talked about the whole idea, and this is the one question that that that, that as, we, as we had to break, Jack, I want to kind of you know, tee up for coming into our next segment. But I started asking, I said, you know, so what's the first question you should be asking yourself? And so as many people do, he's, he's overthinking himself, Jack, right? He said, hey, you know, okay, what's my exit plan? Or can I make money? You know, it's coming making money. He's doing all this stuff. And I yeah. said, <laughs> I'm laughing. I go, stop, 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 stop. I said, you're being way too complex. I said, here's, here's the question, okay? Would you take it? Would you take it if they gave it to you? Good question. So ponder that question. When we come back, we'll talk that's more about a, what that looks desk, like. That's the desk-clearing question. Throw right. everything off on the floor and say that again. Would you Would take, you take it, it if they gave it to you? You got it. We'll talk more about that after we get back from break, so stay tuned. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we got an answer for you when we come back. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 1015 FM, and online at wintradio.com. All right, welcome, welcome back. We're here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We're talking about how to buy a company if you have no money, and we have a question for you that we left at break. I'm Adam Sonhalter here with my partner. And I'm uh, Jack Mancini. And that question is, would you take that company that's being presented to you, that you're kicking the tires on, that you're walking around looking at, would you take that company if it was given to you? What a great question that is, because most people giggle when they hear that. I don't know, who's going to give me a company? Could be a bar and grill, could be, I don't care what it is, could be a staffing company. Somebody died, Uncle Charlie uh, suddenly died, and he owned a company. Maybe he owned two, and he's going to give it away. Well, that's one way. The other way is you're out there turning over rocks, and all of a sudden you come up with a company that looks pretty good because you're gaining all this knowledge over all the rocks you're turning. And one way that a company can be given to you is if you make an offer that slants everything in your favor. No cash down because you're going to pay it out of earnings. That's that's key to that. No guarantees because the owner wants out and the owner has been for various reasons, good and bad, not been running the company well, well as well as you could run it, and you know it. You have confidence right now. So you put an offer on the table, and that offer has the equivalent with no cash of your own into it, no guarantees of your own, Basically, that's the equivalent of having somebody give you a company. That's a skill that can be learned relatively easy. If you're, 
you can't be at ground zero. You got to be a little above ground zero to to get this stuff. But it's very teachable. It isn't going out and getting an MBA. It isn't going out and and go, getting three more years of college and and uh, taking years to get educated. You can learn this with some very simple basics. And the operative word tonight is engage. Engage owners of businesses that are selling their company. And I guarantee you, you're gonna. It's gonna lead to opportunities like you would not believe. So the the example we gave about the dental staffing company, that's what happened there. It was basically kind of given to him as I was having lunch with my buddy. I, you, could see, you see the smile on his face, right? Okay, so I, I, we have to repeat it and we pause for effect. It's okay. Let, let let that sink in a little bit. And for those of you who maybe having trouble getting your arms around it, again, picture picture, you know, somebody giving you a car, or giving you a house, right? Now there are some that you wouldn't take. Okay, you're like, no, it's you know too bad a shape, too bad a neighborhood. Where, where might be? It's too much hassle to even deal with that, right? And so, chances are you may walk into some companies where you say, hey, you know what? Even if you gave me this thing, I wouldn't touch it. Okay, but that's chances are that's probably one out of ten, maybe that that, that if they gave it to you, you wouldn't take. Probably nine, nine out of ten times you'd say, hey, if they gave it to me, okay, you know, what do I have to lose? Yeah, you know, if I, I, I can put a little bit of time in here, I, I, I can see making some changes, some adjustments to it. So, so I was trying to to, to to paint that picture for my friend and say, look, if, if if they gave it to you, where the offer's totally in your favor, and you have an owner again who's owned the company for a while, and and, and they don't have have needs for cash today, and they can play the bank for you. Many companies get purchased that way, where again the 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 the, the cash flow and the profits from the company itself will fund the buyout. The big value there is that it's going to somebody who they feel good about, and the owner can now step away and not have to work. And also, the checks coming in, it's it's you know it's the same as having a nice little investment that you know pays you a nice dividend or return every month or every year. And so they can be given to you in lots of ways. But you again, if you're going in as a buyer, so come back to the whining you were doing earlier in the show here, Jack, and about <laughs> I didn't see this and that. Okay, look, if they gave you that friggin' pizza shop, would you take it? Okay. Well, let me be the whiner. Oh, well, you know, I don't, I don't want to give that owner a, eh, I don't want to give the owner that offer. He's gonna, he's gonna feel insulted, and I'm gonna be embarrassed <laughs> because he feels insulted that I would offer him this. Mm. You're offering him the price that he asked for, and you're just not putting your own money into it. Your skills are going to take over, and you're going to create more profit than he is, and that's how you're going to pay for this. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're saying price. You give him the price. So, so let's touch on that for a second. Let me slow sure. that down. So we have we have two key things with any deal. You have price, and you have terms. Price and terms. Okay. So. In most people's fantasies, the the you know the, the their price in terms would be this: Hey, you know, I want to sell my company for a million bucks, and I want you know that all transferred to my to my bank account or, or a bag of cash, you know, today, and I walk away. Okay, that almost never happens. So the price would be a million bucks, and the terms would be all all paid paid at close. So which one's most important to that seller? And so as as Jack was saying before, we got to make offers to people. You make an offer that's in your favor. You say, hey, you know what, Jack? I'll meet your price of a million bucks. But here's how it's going to be paid. We're going to, we're, I'm going to pay it to you over the next five years, and it's going to be with the, a share of the profit of the company over the next five years. So I'm meeting your price, but it may not be in terms that you're looking for. You, right? not, you aren't going to have a pile of cash dropped on your desk. It's going to be an earnout. We're going to, and and this is the chance that you have to take, Mister Seller, if you want your price. So picture making that off. I'm coming back to your to, to your to your latest whining here, Jack. 
So what's probably not going to happen is the owner is going to tell you how, how insulted she is about what, about the offer they made and everything else. She's going to come back to you, and she's going to start to negotiate a little bit. Hey, you know, can you can you pay that million dollars over three years? Can you maybe put a little bit of money down? Also, she's going to say something, That's but she's right. going to respond to your offer, right? Or if instead of giving her the million bucks, she's hey, you know what? I can give you your money today. I'm going to give you 100000 bucks instead of a million bucks for it today. Oh, what are you kidding me? I want a million bucks for this thing. Oh, okay. Well, if you want a million, all of a sudden you start to see which one's most important because usually one outweighs the other. The price or the terms is more important. And the only the, the best way we know how to, 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 to kind of flush that out is by making an offer that you're able to see which one is most important to that seller. So you got to quit the whining. What else they got to quit, Adam? Got to quit... Analyzing finding stuff and, reasons, and, and, and finding and, reasons not to and do and staying staying in the safe little bubble where they aren't going out to engage the folks who are the actual sellers of the businesses. Go talk to the people who are looking to sell the company because guess what? It's like seeing a mouse. The mouse is, is as scared of you as you are of the mouse. The seller hasn't sold a company before, most likely, so they don't know what to even present or talk about. That's right. So they that, have you know, usually more often than not some unrealistic. Uh, value of the company. There's so much misinformation on so so many of these small businesses. So here's here's a couple of questions to ask when you first start to engage somebody. So get your get, get your pen and paper ready, okay? I got it. All it's right. Ready. So what are you asking for the company, Jack? Uh, oh. What's your asking price, right? You can ask them that. Right. Okay, and then whatever they give you. Okay, would you mind telling me how you got to that price? Asking price. Okay. Yes, good question. Uh and can well, you, this is what I, I and, want, and hold Adam. On. I, this is what I okay. need to retire to to Monterey okay. and and do what I'm going to do. So, so ask ask them what they're asking for. What's you know, what's the asking price? How'd they come to that price? And can you show me your package? Oops. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he had to say it. You had to say that. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you share your package? Wait, are you with asking me? me to show you my package? <laughs> That's right. So or you get the these, seller. you get these, you get these awkward, these awkward moments, Jack. It's like we're talking about, right? That's right. So how to, how the, to the, sell the, the company the, the, package? I think the package I'm talking about and the package you're talking about are two different packages. I think so. So the package I'm talking about is the one that that presents your company. It talks about the business that you're in, the products or services that you offer, the markets and customers that you serve. It may present some of your financial information in terms that of package. that package, okay. Jack. Okay, I got it. But it's I okay. So picture picture going in and asking a stranger to see their package, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get punched in the nose or thrown out on the streets, That's right? right? That's right. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> right. So so if, if, if you have those as just a starting point as far as what's kind of going on, because yeah, let's let's share some stories. Yeah, you know, for those of you who don't don't know us as well, or maybe you're, you're new to the show, welcome to the show. Um, you know, Jack's been through this personally as well. Not only have we coach clients how to do this, but Jack's been through this personally a, a number of times in his in his career. And he had a, a situation like that with, with the first company that that, that, he, that he did wind up buying, that he asked a broker for the package, right? That's right. And what 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 happened when you asked the broker for his package, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> he threw me out of the building. No, no, he didn't do that. Oh, he did. Come he on. He basically uh, looked at me with an incredible look. Like, what are you talking about? Package. I said, yeah, what's for sale here? Their, their forecasts or their financial uh, information, marketing information. You know, a package. <laughs> you being a broker. He said, that's all we got. And he proceeded to pull out a little lined piece of paper. 
and had about eight or ten entries on it, and all those entries were done in light pencil, <laughs> and they represented equipment that was in this little company. Wait, were, were there eraser marks on there, Jack, or they were scribbled some there stuff out? There were big smudges, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> smudges and a couple of the lines were illegible, so we couldn't quite uh, use that one for too much. But that company was bought with uh, absolutely no records to speak of. Well, so let's talk about that story a little bit. This is a very interesting story because what, what happened was this guy tried to scare you away, didn't he, the, when you first called the broker? Yeah, he was saying, hey, you don't want to. That, that listing should have been pulled out. Now, mind you, I had been looking at companies for months up to this point. You've been so. turning over rocks, going back to earlier discussion. You've been turning over rocks for a while, right? That's that's correct. Okay. So when when I called this guy, he said, oh, I said, that, that should have been pulled. He said, the IRS is foreclosing on this company, and it's going to be shut down in a couple of weeks. He gave me a date. Okay, so pause, so pause right there. So if this is the first time you're calling somebody and they mention IRS, you run, 99 out of 100 of us are, are running the other way saying, okay, the IRS is involved. I want no part of that. That's correct. But you didn't say that. No, because I was on a quest. My my quest was to learn about small businesses, and I was challenged with the idea of making a purchase. I had to buy one, and I wanted to buy one. I just wanted to see what it's all, all about, and I had a lot of confidence in my ability to be able to take on a business, uh, and and so that was the attitude that I had. And I'd use this attitude today now. It's fine-tuned. <laughs> it's... It's no big deal to try to buy a company right now like that. So so here here is a broker. Okay, so this is a business broker who's been engaged by the owner of the company to go market the company to sell the company. So you put a listing out there and here's somebody calling in on the listing and this guy is trying to scare you away, Jack. Trying to push you away. And I'm sure there are probably other folks who had called in as well, and he probably was able to Successful. shoot them away. That's right. Because he's looking at what's not in the best interest of his client, but what's in his best interest, saying, hey, if this thing's going to be closed down anyway, yeah, you I'm know, not going to sell it. What yeah. can I do? It's kind of a waste of time. So you said, hey, can I come look at it? So he's probably thinking, who is <laughs> this freaking Who'd guy? Who would want to look right. at it? This wacky. Uh, uh, you know, he, said, <laughs> he said, okay, I, I guess you can come look at it. Right? So you know, he's, he's probably, he's probably gave you a big huffing sounds like, you know, I'd leave my office and go down to this this place, and you know, you know. Yeah, you can okay. come. You can come if you want, but it's not going to do you any good. Okay, right. right. So not, not, not this warm, open, inviting. Come on in and and, and wrapping your arms around. Just say, hey, come on in, Jack, and come you know, come see this place, right? So we got about a minute before our next break. I want to kind of tee it up a little bit. So you you go down, and you and you know, paint the picture for for, for, for folks as we're, as we're heading to break here in terms of what you first saw when you walked in, Jack. Oh my God, this place! It had seven employees, and they were active. They were actually doing some work. They were doing something, and the place was dark and dingy. Mm. And I mean, you know, picture one of these uh, terrorist movies where a terrorist being in, in interrogated, and there's a bare light bulb swinging over his head while he gets beaten. That's almost <laughs> what what this place looked like. Okay, so so keep that keep that visual in mind, folks. As we're heading to break here, we'll come back with more of the story in terms of why on earth would somebody go in to try to buy this company. So stay tuned. I'm Adam Sonhalter. That's right. When I'm on a quest, boy, better watch out. And we'll tell you why. We'll tell you how this worked and why it kept going. All right. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at com. I'm going away. 
All right, welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Uh, we're here again live. We're talking about all kinds of good stuff. I'm Adam Sonhalter here with my partner, Jack. And as we left you at break, we were painting a scene for you as it comes to buying a company. And we're talking to the show today about how do you buy a company when you don't have any money. And Jack was painting the picture, and he wasn't scared away when the, when the broker said, hey, the IRS is coming in to close it down where most of us would have run for the other way. And Jack's walking into this place, and he painted a picture Dark, dingy, bare light bulbs. I'm almost picturing little rats kind of going back and forth. I almost want to call my spouse and let her know where I, where I was seen last in case she doesn't hear from me again, Jack. So here you are walking I into this jumped, place. Jumped into a, uh, a, a horror film being made in Cleveland here. But no, that wasn't the case. This so you're on a quest. Company. You're on a quest, you said. Okay, so you That's boldly right. walk right in there. No problem. All right. Where's this broker? I want to talk to him. No, I didn't come in like that. I came in as a gentleman here. And, and, uh, but that was the scene here. But also, I, I was waiting for the broker. He was where I, I'm not sure where he was in the place, but he he had to be summoned to uh, someone was here to see him. <laughs> and uh, while I'm waiting, the UPS United Parcel Service, the guy came in in his shorts and his brown uniform, and he dropped off a bunch of packages and he picked up a bunch of packages. Where's that he package left. again, Jack? That's <laughs> that, yeah. He picked these packages. Yeah, different up. packages. Yeah, and. So that told me that, hey, there's actually business being conducted at this place. And this place is, they, they made armatures. For those of you who don't know what armatures are, they go into electric motors. They, they're the guts of an electric motor. Now, now keep in mind, let me interrupt you, because, Jack, you didn't know what armatures were really either. You kinda, you've learned along the way a little bit. You, you can talk the game pretty well, but you can't wind an armature. I can't. Not only can't I wind an armature, <laughs> I barely know what they are. No, I I don't. I mean, I'm not an armature expert at all. And that's that's a key point. Much like we made for our our, our dental staffing guy, right? What do you know about it? I don't know, but I, I know business is what you were saying. Hey, I'm coming in here. I'm seeing something that's that, that's been neglected. And that's why it looks like it does. But I'm seeing I'm seeing opportunity. And going. I'm, right, seeing I'm seeing opportunity. Sales. And let's come back to that great phrase that we were talking about before break. If they gave me this company, would I take it? So yeah, I'm mentally kind of going back and forth like a, a tennis match here. Would I take it? It's, <laughs> boy, I don't know. You know I'm thinking eh, it has to be cleaned up, blah, 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 blah. But if they gave it to me, yeah, I'd take it. What the heck? If I didn't have anything to lose, I would be the owner of a small business. And this was obviously classified as a turnaround. And it was small, seven employees. Okay, so so we're looking at a dark, dingy place. We've got... Uh, penciled out a couple of numbers in terms of well, pieces I got that of equipment. a little bit just a little bit later but you're right yeah. you know, we can add, we can fast forward well, you, to that you, you mentioned that before we talked you're, about that in you're right, segment, you're right right and so i got a little piece of paper that's okay and i see a ups guy so all of a sudden i'm hanging my hat literally on the ups guy coming and going going all right well there, and you can you your business savvy enough to understand hey there's some business kind of being conducted here i'm not sure what's in those boxes What's going on if they're making money or if they're putting money in the boxes going out? But there's some sort of business being conducted here to say, okay, well, there's something here. It's not it's not a pure startup. There's, there's stuff kind of going on. There's seven people here doing something. So, okay, I'm seeing enough that, hey, okay, there's, you know, I could tell me more, right? That was kind of what That's you were thinking right. about. Okay, so what That's right. what, what happened with our with our gracious agent that or our broker that all of a sudden, you know, he had to get up out of his chair, whatever he was going to, I can't believe the wherever guy came, right? Okay, so he comes, he comes strolling out to you, Jack. What happened next? So he uh, introduced himself naturally, and I said, I'm the guy on the phone. I said, I, you know, why don't you tell me about this company? 
So he started to tell me some stuff that he knew, and it was, it was owned at the time by a very elderly couple in their 80s. And the husband was the one who ran this company when it was in, in much better shape. And he actually died between the time that uh, I entered the place for the first time and when I entered it as the owner. And we'll tell you that in a couple of minutes here. But uh, we we talked, the broker and I talked about, uh, you know, the company itself. And he he described these two people. And the husband was extremely ill. And here his wife at 81 years old, and you have to picture this, 81 years old, thrust into coming down to run this company in some form or at least pay bills or at least do something with very little, if any, experience in business, kind of being thrown into it at that age. Just stop and think about that. So picture, picture for those of you who, you know, picture your, your, your nice grandmother who maybe never been involved in business before being thrust in the position where all of a sudden, the reason why the IRS is closing them down for, for people who maybe may not know is they weren't paying their taxes. So right. maybe it was sales tax, maybe it was, it was income tax, but okay, so come back to, I got people walking around, I got the UPS guy kind of going and coming and going, I've got taxes that haven't been paid. So, so, so there's some sort of money kind of going on, but you know, they, they aren't able to pay their taxes. So the IRS is saying, hey, you know what? They walked in the place, and they they probably like, <laughs> I wonder why these guys aren't paying their taxes. So they, they're saying, hey, we're shutting this place down. That's right. right. They okay. couldn't see any value at all. I'm sure it was a very quick decision on their part. So, so after my walkthrough, I talked to the broker again, and I said, look, I said, I'm interested in buying this place. <laughs> kind of looked at me. I got a couple of looks like that through this process. He said, what, are you crazy? He said, who'd want to buy this place? It's, it's, it's kind of funny because the IRS, well, all right, I'll This broker may be more savvy than we give him credit for, Jack. It's that old approach where you kind of push somebody away and they keep coming, they keep coming back. Right. So he's, he, he's probably pretty savvy. You know, he's a savvy I didn't guy. Sign, <laughs> I didn't sign anything with him. You know, in <laughs> fact, in fact, after this deal was consummated, uh, basically – he said, hey, do I get anything? And I, I did give him. I said, you don't know. No. I said, I, I, we don't have a contract. And he kind of looked dejected. I said, no, here. And I, I, I'd get, I did give him. I gave him as much money as I paid for this company. <laughs> for his troubles, huh? For okay. his troubles. All right. So anyway, we, uh, we so talked. This broker and I talked. And, and uh, I said, you know, could I have the number of the IRS agent who's handling this thing? He said, okay, with kind of a smirk, and he gave it to me. And so I left, and I called this, this IRS agent, and I told him I was interested in buying this company, this armature company. And he <laughs> laughed. He laughed out loud over the phone. He said, boy, oh, boy, he said, who in the world would want to buy this company? He said, you'd be saving the, you'd be saving the IRS money. You'd be saving the – so what a great setup, you know. I said, could I come over and talk with you? And maybe he had some – you know, uh, packages. <laughs> That's so, what I was looking for. He, he probably has a pile of things. It's so a picture of this IRS agent. He's got, got a pile of things on his desk. Of, he's probably the guy who's closing down companies left and right, right? So he's got a pile of stuff to do. So I got some guy willing to take it off my desk, right? Okay, I'll, I'll talk to this crazy guy for a few minutes. Yeah, come on down. Let's chat. Let's see Let's see how, how nuts this guy is, Jack. So you go so, down and see so this guy. So he did, and he shook his head when he met me like, boy, you know, I'm really making uh, acquaintance with a nutcase here. <laughs> So I talked to him about my little visit. I said, I'm interested in buying it. And he said again, he said, boy, he said, uh, you must be crazy. <laughs> he said, but if you're interested, yeah. I said, well, look, and then what a great way to set up a negotiation, right? 
So what am I going to pay top price? Am I going to pay for the opportunity? But I'm going to get a company here for nothing or I'll, I'll leave. I'll walk away. So I made an offer of $2,000 for this company. <laughs> and everyone I tell this to kind of can't believe it. $2,000 for a company? That's what we've been talking about for the last hour almost, about how to buy a company with little or no money. So we did the deal. So wait, it's what, what the agents say. Oh, he, he said we'd be saving the government money. So we got a deal. Yeah, we All got right. a deal. That's right. All right. So I got a deal, and we proceeded. I talked to my attorney. He, you know, he, he engaged. We got the, the sign-off and the, the rights to the IRS seizure, blah, blah, blah. And I'm now the owner of this little armature company. So Monday morning I walk in and talk to the employees and try to give them an inspirational speech. <laughs> Nothing inspirational. They were totally bored with with uh, with what I did, and I I finally shoot him back to work. I said, "Do what you're doing." And I said, "I'll catch up to you." So I proceeded to go in this office, which looked like a, a total avalanche of paper broke somewhere and just flooded this office. It was an absolute mess. So I sat down and started sorting through stuff, and lo and behold, one of the stuff that I found was an envelope. This was a brown Manila 8.5 by 11 envelope. And I opened it up. Was it 8.5 by 11? What's those bigger ones? 8.5 by yeah. 16. Maybe. Okay. Uh, yeah. Whatever. It's not, I'm not visualizing just a, it. Not I the letter it. envelope, the bigger one. Okay. And uh, so I opened it up, and you know what was in there? Stacks of $100 bills. <laughs> and this happened three times. <clears throat> so here I had a company that I paid $2,000 for. And that paid me back, I don't know, multiples six, of that. seven multiples, certainly, of that. And there were other little gems like that <clears throat> that turned up. So here I bought a company for little or no money down. I could have closed it the day after I bought it and, you know, made a profit <laughs> on it. <laughs> but a great deal. But I, I got even a better deal with, with cash being found that I bought. I just bought this cash. And I was able to get this company for absolutely zero fixed it up, had, you know, just cleaned it up. The newspaper, local newspaper, business paper came in and did a, a special story about it and basically uh, sold the company after a couple of years after I fixed it up for a nice profit. So that's a story, and it's a good one, and there's way more to it. We don't have time to get into it, but it works, folks. We know how to do it, and we've counseled a number of people as well as uh, me personally buying four more troubled companies with little or no money down. All right, so this is a, this is a great topic we talk with about a lot, and, and again, it came up a lot this week. We wanted to share it with you. If you get nothing else from tonight's show, keep in mind of you know, go out there and engage because that's how you find opportunities. Keep asking questions, and again, ask yourself that question: If they gave this to me, would I take it? It's a very, very key question. So, well, thank you again for being uh, listening to tonight's show of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. If you want to get a hold of us when we're not in the air, you can do that by emailing us at radio at maximumvp.com or. Shoot us an email at 877-849-0670. We're here every Wednesday, 7 p.m., and uh, if you want to learn more dirty secrets of small business, you can do that next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Okay.